Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about New Year, New Us resolutions, but because we are the people who we are, we're going to be talking about movie resolutions. We're going to go through some movies that David and I have not seen yet in our lives that we really want to, and we're going to try to do in the year 2023, as well as we're going to we're going to talk about movies that we have seen that we want the our co-host to see. Uh, so it's going to be a recommendation pod. So, you know, you, you may hear some movies on here that you haven't seen yet, but you should add to your watch list this year as well. Thanks. All that is coming up. Stick around. All right, David, it is the year of our Lord 2023 You and I will both have our Michael Jordan years during this year. Let's go. Um, We are 2000s babies, uh, born exactly a month apart as well, Um, which is a good job by our parents. Uh, First, how how did you make this list uh, of movies, resolution movies, movies that you want to see in this upcoming 12 months? I... um... I feel like I, I might be able to answer one and two. I feel like they were the same for me as far as how did I make it? What were my criteria? Mm-hmm. Three big things, I think, for me in deciding the easiest, right? I just went to my watch list. I was like, hey, what are the highest rated movies on my watch list? And I got there and I was like, okay, what are like, because there are some highly rated movies that you're like, I want to watch this just because it's highly rated and for no other reason. But there are a couple I was like, okay, this has been talked about as maybe some of the like best best movies ever made um heard people talk about it um seen people enjoy it so that that was one of them two um two and three for me are i have an actor and a director like i've been trying to watch kind of all their films uh and uh one of each of them uh, of their movies fell on my ranking because one they're very good movies but two like um they acted in it or directed it and I want to watch it and I want to see some of their work, more of their work. Um, and, and so, yeah, those are the three big things for me. Um, yeah. Anything that I didn't cover that kind of fell under that for you? Um, I, this is, this is related. Obviously I did the same thing with the watch list. I have a, I have a, like a 70 movie watch list on letterboxd that encompasses ones that I can just think of that I need to see. Um, But also anything about movie history that I feel like I have a gap in, a couple of mine were Mm. like, this is just like a huge pop culture blind spot that I feel like I have with movies that I've been avoiding and I haven't seen. And then there is one on my list that is just like someone very close to me has been telling me to watch this movie for a long time and I haven't yet. Um, So Mm. I want to do that this year. Is it your mom? Uh, You can tell us. It is. It is not. It is my dad. Um, Oh, okay. Okay. I was kind of close though. Yeah. Come on. Well, I mean- how how many there there are only like five people that could have made that list. Well, that's true. Um, so, and I also I guess I avoided movies that I knew you had already seen that you would probably put on your list mm, um, okay. for movies you wanted me to watch as well. I tried to kind of try to kind of avoid those to let you talk about those. Yeah, David, okay. were there any movies that you watched this past year um, in twenty twenty two that had been on your watch list for a long time that you're glad you finally checked off? gum, that's a good question. Um, so not Thank actually you. made in 2022, but just that I was able just to Just a watch. movie that you saw in 2022 for the first time that you would maybe put off for a while. Would you be willing to go first so I can have some time to look? I, I would. I, 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 in fact, would be willing to go first, mm. David. Um, mm. And I think it's wonderful that you've said something about that. Um, 
Uh, this is a movie that most people are not going to recognize, but uh, uh, Tarkovsky's movie Stalker, which is a Soviet film from the 70s, it's mm-hmm. a big like, I am a cinephile um, and I watched this movie and I felt like that that was a movie I had heard a lot of people talk about and talk about his influence and, and just direction style on a lot of filmmakers that I love. Um, so that was that was a very big one for me. I think that other than that, uh, there were there were a couple couple smaller ones that I had hadn't really seen that that I wanted to Full Metal Jacket um, and uh, to go along with Full Metal Jacket. I I, I saw two thousand one A Space Odyssey as mm, well this yeah. year. Okay, um, just. <sighs> I think Kubrick is such a massive figure um, and I had seen the shining, but that was really my only exposure to Stanley Kubrick um, and, and getting more into movies. I wanted to watch these. So I watched eyes wide shut as well. Um, so, so that was there for me, David, what about you? What do you have any classics or anything that you checked off the list? There definitely were a couple um, raging bowl, mm-hmm. lethal weapon, mm-hmm. heat, kind of similar like category of movie um but those were he especially was one that's like dude please just show up on something so i can actually watch it um because i uh really really enjoyed it so those were a couple um oh i just had one in in my brain um that i watched this year that i hadn't before um you mentioned stalker that's actually one that almost made my list of things Mm -hmm. i want to see because that's one i haven't and um it's something that uh, I definitely want to see. I think those are the three kind of big ones for me. Heat being the biggest one, knowing how much you've talked about it and how much it's been talked about. Uh, and it definitely stood up to that. Full Metal Jacket, something you said. Uh, that was one I watched for the first time as well. Um, so yeah, those are some movies that really I enjoyed a lot um, that I was able to watch for the first time. All right, we've talked uh, about some of the, the ones we watched this past year. David, w- what's a movie that you have decided, made a resolution that you need to watch in 2023? The first movie I've kind of thought about uh, wanting to, to watch, and it's not like a, oh, this is the greatest movie of all time, but The Big Short, I feel like has brought up a lot. Uh, I've heard it talked about a lot, uh, and it has a pretty good slew of actors directed by Adam McKay, um, Christian Bale, Steve Carell, Carell, Ryan Gosling, Brad Pitt, um, just a- among the few that star in this. And I've never seen it. Um, uh, pretty 3.8. That's a pretty good rating uh, out of five. Um, and yeah, I've, I've never seen it. Um, and, and it's something I want to watch. Kind of a lighter, more fun watch. But um, I'm not even sure if it's available on anything. Amazon, maybe. But yep, one I've want- been wanting to see and I haven't been able to. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen the big short. I, I really like it. I have it at a four and a half. Um, you said lighter watch. Uh, Maybe it, I don't know much about the movie then. <laughs> it's a lighter watch, but you, you have to remember that it is about the 2008 financial crisis and how it happened. Um, so there's an impending sense of dread the whole time you're watching. A movie. Well, that's and fair. McKay explains it in a really entertaining way and it's really fun. Um, but you know, at the end you're left with, yeah. And this caused the uh, worldwide economic collapse. Um, so this is devastating. I guess, 
I guess I thought of it more of like kind of compared to uh, some of our other movies of like violence or intensity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking at your list um, right now, uh, this may very well be the lightest or probably the second lightest watch of any movie you have on your list. <laughs> so I, w- I would understand that. Um, David, you gave some criteria before you know, you, for how you made this list. Which one did the big short fall under? Uh, why did you pick that one? This one um, had nothing to do with directors or actors. It, I was just looking at my watch list, and uh, this obviously wasn't the highest rated movie on my watch list, but I saw The Big Short again, right? I feel like every time I'm looking at what movie should I watch, I see The Big Short, but it's not available. So I was like, that's actually a really good one to put on because I continually am trying to look for it or you know wonder when it will be available, and it's not been. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So you're saying, is this... It's kind of like, is it a comedy even a little bit with like a dread behind it? Or is it pretty a serious movie, actually? So it's it's a better execution of, um, uh, I mean, you saw Don't Look Up, which was McKay's movie. It's the same sort of like, the movie is funny in itself um, because of the way that McKay writes and tells stories. But it's actually about, you know, something pretty horrible and something that, that is going to cause a lot of people pain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the same thing. This is a much better execution of Don't Look Up, which is uh, obviously not based on true events as we're all still living and haven't been <laughs> hit by an asteroid. Yeah. Um, but it, it's the same sort of thing as that. So I think you will have a good time. I had a good time for most of this movie, but there's always the sense of impending dread. As yeah. you know, like okay. eventually it's going to hit the fan and, and all of these like, ah, look at this guy who's a jerk and ruining the system is mm, going okay. to actually come back to haunt us. So, so be prepared. Uh, yeah, be prepared, but I'd say a very good watch. Okay, um, cool. The first one on my list that I have is a movie that most people probably have not seen. Um, it's called My Life, uh, directed by Bruce Joel Rubin. Uh, it's a story about a guy who gets diagnosed with terminal, uh, terminal illness and then has to deal with it. Uh, stars mm. Michael Keaton and Nicole Kidman. Um, and this is a movie that my dad uh, apparently went into blind, completely had no idea what the movie was going to be about, thought it was going to be a comedy because um, <laughs> he hadn't seen anything for it. Yeah. And then apparently it was one of the most emotionally devastating movies he's ever seen. So Jeez. I, 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 I know all that going in, um, <laughs> but he's told me that I need to watch it. Um, so this year I will. I, I will make an effort and I will watch uh, my life. Uh, so shout out to you, dad. Uh, I will mm. try to get this done. It, it yeah, is not I, an easy movie to find. It has only been seen logged 7,000 times on letterbox, despite having two a list stars uh, yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Um, came out in 93, but yeah. So, mm. yeah, I've not heard of it, but you, you are kind of surprised by like the lack of views on it, considering the two pretty big names in it. So interesting. Yep. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, there's only 300 reviews for this film. So, hmm. uh, but it's, it's one I want to see. And it's one that my dad said I should watch. So I, I will be doing that this year at some point, David, second one on your resolution list. What do you got? Second one for me. Um, let's see here. I'm going to, I'm going to pick moonrise kingdom. Uh, another installment of Wes Anderson, um, and I would imagine it'll be just like every other Wes Anderson movie in that it is yeah. very, very unique, very unique to his directing style. Um, but yeah, this is 
one of his higher rated ones. Uh, it's not his highest. It's a four out of five, and he has actually two or three even more highly highly rated, which speaks to the kind of director he is. He has very good good movies. Um, this is one that I think I walked in on you in college watching, and I caught like the middle 20, 25 minutes. So um, I've seen a little bit, but honestly forgot a lot of it. Um, and I want to revisit this. Uh, another one that's not available anywhere, um, unless I want to pay for it. But this this one obviously fell under. I'm watching uh, all the Wes Anderson movies, um, and I only have, I think, three. Before today, I had three or four to watch. Uh, watch the Royal Tenenbaums today. Um, but yeah, I'm wanting to watch his movies because uh, he's a very good director and he's a very unique director. Um, and this one fell under that. Nathan, how would you explain this movie to prepare, to prepare me as I go into it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so I, I think this is top three Wes. Um, I very much love this movie. Mm. Uh, this is a coming of age story, uh, which a lot of Wes Anderson movies are, uh, Rushmore is. Um, in a way, actually, all of his are, even though sometimes the coming of age is not a, a teenager, but it's a middle-aged person kind of trying to realize something about their life. Um, mm-hmm. But it's essentially like a like a love story adventure movie. Um, that it's it's get two kids just run away, um, essentially mm-hmm. plan to run away from home and, and start a life together. Because uh, it, so it's comical through that lens. They don't talk like twelve-year-olds. Is all Wes Anderson kids aren't don't actually normally act like kids. Um, but their their feelings are very relatable. Their emotions are relatable. And it's also got classic, like, absurdist Wes Anderson humor. Um, it, you know, I think the word twee is often used to describe his movie, sometimes in a negative connotation. But it, it's okay. classic. It's, you know, all contained to this one island. Uh, you meet a cool cast of characters. Obviously, it's a Wes Anderson movie. So it's got the classic, you know, you see these people in every single movie. Um, I mean, it, you, you go down the list, uh, Edward Norton, Bill Murray, Francis McNorman, Tilda Swinton, Jason Schwartzman, these Bob Balaban, these are all people that appear in most, yeah. if not all Wes Anderson movies. Um, it's really funny. It, it's darkly funny at times. It's just straight is out. Bruce funny Willis in this. Times. Yes. Bruce Willis is also in this. That's film. incredible. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, it's just, I, it's really entertaining. I, I really yeah. enjoy it. Um, I think probably is my second favorite Wes Anderson after uh, Grand Budapest. Yeah. Uh, but that could change day to day, you know, cause I love mm-hmm. both of those films. So I'm excited okay. for you. This is, this is going to be a good watch. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, my, my second one is a movie that I'm pretty sure David has not seen. Um, it is a French film, La Haine. I have <sighs> not seen it. No, I've seen this on so many film bro lists. This movie has a 4.4 on Letterboxd, um, directed by uh, Matthew Kasovitz. It is a uh, uh, obviously a French film. I believe La Haine means hate in, in France. It's a one crazy night movie. The The entire uh, events of this movie take place over one night. I've been told it's had like absolutely brutal performance, um, really mm. good commentary, um, and it's just really well made. It, it's a movie I've been wanting to see for a while. It's kind of the same thing as... David has said about the big short, I've just never had the opportunity um, based on the streaming services that I have. It's never been on there. I would have jumped at the chance. It's been on my watch list for like three or four years now, uh, a movie that I really want to see. I think this year I'm probably just going to bite the bullet metaphorically and try to try to find a Blu-ray or something and just buy it and Mm -hmm. watch it. Um, I really think I like it based on the people I know that do like it. So I wonder like even 
on Amazon, it might be like two ninety nine to rent. You know how sometimes like it's not that expensive to rent. You may be able just to do that and bite the bullet in that way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- this one's been on there for a while. Um, I'm also trying to watch, uh, which is this is the only foreign film I put on there. But I'm trying to watch more movies from other countries. Um, hmm. I have a, yeah. a pretty. I added a bunch of movies over the weekend um, from from different directors from different countries that I want to start watching. So this would be a step um, towards that goal as well. So. Lahane yeah, for me. I'll add it to my list as well. Yeah, we'll see. There we go. Look at me spreading spreading the good news about a movie I haven't even seen yet. Uh, Come on. David, third movie on your resolution list. What do you got? Third movie on my list is actually one we've just been recently talking about because it just came out, um, is Tar. Um, yes. I know I know your love for it. It, it was your easy uh, number one movie of 2022 starring Kate Blanchett, uh, who is, as many have said, probably – um, gonna win Best Actress. Um, yeah, I'm just really, really excited to wit uh to to watch this. Um, weird, like it's about music too, and naturally, like I really like music, so I'm also curious to see that side of it and the musicality of it. Um, but yeah, pumped for this. Really, really highly rated. Um, and yep, you, you said pre-show that it might be on Peacock soon. Soon is mm-hmm. in the next couple months or two or three months. So. That's exciting, mm-hmm. um, and I'll absolutely be watching this as soon as it drops. So, yeah, I'm really Tar. excited for you to watch this one because this movie is obviously a movie that I love, but it's also a movie that I, I and have seen a lot of different opinions and interpretations on. So I'm excited to hear yours. And two, I'm not a big music guy. I like music. I enjoy music, but I, I'm not ingrained in the culture of music in the way that you are. Now, you're not a classical music person. Um, that's That's a little different. And I did work in an NPR station, which actually kind of comes into play in this movie a little bit because there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of NPR S stuff, which is really the I guess main outlet for for a lot of people to experience classical music nowadays, and a lot of people that care about it to interact with it. Um, but I, yeah, I'm excited to see what you think of the music. If I could urge one way is to make sure your sound setup is good for this. Um, okay. You know, obviously you didn't get the chance to see it in theaters. I don't know if you you. Uh, you didn't have a sound bar when we last, when I last spent time at your place, but you might now. Um, I do. Or get do. one. Or, yeah. So, so make sure the sound bar is working. Crank it. Um, this is a movie that should be watched loud, but I think okay. you're very much going to enjoy it. So I'm excited for you to watch yeah. this. Oh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. All right. My third um, is a movie that this is like top of my list of shame. Okay. I, I have not mm. seen this movie yet and it's really stupid. And I was going to actually watch it on Netflix a couple of months ago, but it was a different version than the original, and I didn't really want to do that. Um, And that is the movie Apocalypse Now, Francis Ford Coppola's epic about the Vietnam War that is cited as one of the best movies ever by a lot, a lot of people. Mm. Um, And some people say it's Coppola's best movie, which is very impressive because he made Godfather 1 and 2. So uh, I, I haven't seen this. Um, I really want to. Uh, this is this is a movie that's been on my watch list forever, um, and I just haven't had the opportunity to. I, it's also long, which is which is kind of added to. Sometimes I think I've maybe pushed it to the wayside a little bit because it's it yeah. is two and a half hours. It's kind of a commitment, and I know that it's probably not going to be a happy go lucky time because uh, it's about the Vietnam War, and I don't think I've ever seen a happy movie about the Vietnam War. <laughs> Which is fair. That's that's probably a good thing. Um, yeah. But 
this has been on there. David, I know that you've wanted to see this movie for a while as well. Um, what kind of drawn you to this? Why is this a movie that was at the top of your watch list? Um, I don't, it's hard to say it in this way because it might sound bad. I kind of like war movies, like especially like really historically accurate and well done war movie war movies. And this is one of them. I think it's maybe considered one of the best. Uh, and I, I think I'm in the same boat. It was on Netflix. I had the opportunity, um, but it's length. Never took the time, never uh, committed to it. And I, I really want to see it on Letterboxd. Over 135,000 people have given it a perfect five out of five. Um, and so, yeah, I want to watch it. A lot of Marlon Brando, Robert Duvall, Martin Sheen, a lot of good actors. Um, I isn't, yeah, Harrison Ford, uh, he's in it as well. Um, but yeah, I, I watched Saving Private Ryan, uh, really enjoyed that. All Quiet on the Western Front, a new kind of war movie that came out, really enjoyed that. So yeah, um, I, I love me a, a good, you know, quality war movie. Um, for some reason, I don't know why, maybe I'm drawn to that because, like you just said, they're all kind of depressing uh, and violent. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, you got to space it out. You got to take some breaks now and then. But yeah, absolutely one. This one almost made the list for me. Uh, it's one I wrote down. Um, but yeah, something I want to see as well. Mm-hmm. All right, David, you're, you're number two on your list. What do you got? Number two, uh, Malcolm X. Um, one of my reasons for making the list was a certain actor and for this one, it's uh, Denzel Washington. I uh, kind of towards the end of the year, I was telling you, like, you know, what? I'm just gonna try to watch every Denzel Washington movie. Um, he has a lot more movies than I thought, by the way. Um, <laughs> He's been, and a this is, I believe, his highest rated one, uh, and one that I definitely want to see. Um, sorry, I'm double checking. Yes, it is. Uh, movie wise, it is. It is his highest rated film, and uh, you know this is probably a one again. We you talked about at the beginning. Probably not a very like happy movie. Um, Absolutely, obviously, not. it's about obviously Malcolm X, um, and uh, yeah, Denzel is Malcolm in this movie, and uh, I've heard it's incredible. Rating shows that it's really good, and Spike Lee directed uh, movie. So yeah, really, really liked this. Nathan, have you seen this? Yes. Okay. Um, I have seen this. However, I did not rate it because I watched it in two parts because Malcolm X is three hours and 20 minutes long. Yeah. Um, I think that affected my rating a little bit. I wasn't as high on it as other people. Um, but I will say it's, it's just one of the most important films um, to just like American history. I, I, mm-hmm. I genuinely believe um, the Denzel performance is top notch. Um Spike Lee, uh, obviously, is is one of the most celebrated filmmakers of the last forty or fifty years, hmm. um, and this is arguably his best film. It's, um, it it it's punishing. It's a it's a punishing watch at times because the story hmm. of Malcolm X is is one that is of struggle. Um, yeah. But I think it's an important movie for everybody to watch. Um, so I, I highly support you having it on your list. Yeah, and it's available to to watch. It's on HBO. It's on Paramount. But again, it's two hundred and two th- minutes. Uh, so that's yeah. a big, big, big commitment. So I just haven't been able to do that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you to you to see this. I think, I think again, this is one of those movies. I think just everybody should watch. Um, mm-hmm. Not even if you like movies, but if you, if you actually just just understand American history. Um, 
movies are a way people can do that. So mm-hmm. I, I, I would have, I would highly recommend Malcolm X. Uh, two for me. It, this is this is a movie where I'm getting these last two are going to be my pop culture blind spot movies. Um, this first one is all about Eve, uh, hmm. which is widely regarded as the best Hollywood film about Hollywood um, and is regarded as one of the best movies of all time. Um, it is a movie that has heavily influenced a lot of others uh, directed by Joe Mankiewicz, um, who is a legendary screenwriter and also um just figure in in hollywood um during the 40s and 50s um he is the inspiration well actually i don't inspiration is not the word right right word he is the person depicted in the david fincher movie mank um he co-wrote citizen kane so Mm. co-wrote citizen kane Mm. and then wrote and directed all about eve good resume yeah yeah really good resume i'm just really excited to watch this uh i listened to another movie podcast called the big picture from the ringer they talk about this movie often um is one of the just most important um i i have a gap in my film knowledge that gap is is international but it's also increasingly older um Mm. so any movie made before like 1960 um i have you know, those just always seem to get pushed to the wayside on my watch list, but I want to commit to not doing that this year. Um, yeah. So I, I will be watching this. It's um, always tough with older movies. I think naturally we're just are not turned off, but we're like, I just don't have an interest in watching these because naturally they just, you know, aren't, aren't as good in CG wise or maybe even in acting or sound or music, um, which isn't fair to the ones that do hold up still and to the ones that are really, really good. Um, because mm-hmm. there are, which is why they're so highly acclaimed and highly rated, but there are some hidden gems of like Psycho and these older movies of like, man, they still hold up and they're still getting the message across that they're wanting to get across. Um, so, yeah. And I don't even know if it's, um, I think it's just movies have adapted to our attention spans in a lot of ways. Mm, um, okay. So m- movies now play on our attention spans and throw a lot of things at us. Movies were just slower. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the 50s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, they just were because audiences had more patience. We don't have as much patience now. Um, that is eroded because of well, movies you could say, but also because of a lot of other things. So I think it's yeah. it's maybe a, a larger task to watch older movies. Um, it's one that I have to be very conscious of. Like I put my phone uh, out of reach um, mm-hmm. to make sure I'm focused. But I, I'm I'm really excited to watch all about Eve. Um. I mean, it, it won Best Picture. It's widely regarded as the best movie ever about movies. And I love movies about movies. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So that's on my list. Movies about a movie making a movie. That would be the best movie of all time, bro. So Sorry. Babylon? Oh, um, okay. So my number one. Uh, <laughs> uh, my number one, which I think you mentioned almost made the list, uh, but come and see. Um, actually, and speak of what we're just talking about uh, a 19 what is it 1985 movie yeah. um, and this is one of the highest rated movies um, on this app uh, it is it is, it is the, the highest, highest rated. rated movie on this app okay so okay and it's just one that's I see it a lot like on top lists number one on a lot of different lists um, of people of obviously letterboxd 
And uh, it's one I want to watch. I honestly don't know a lot about it. I really don't know much, but um, it's this highly rated for a reason. Um, so yeah, Come and See is number one on my list of, of a movie that I just really want to see this year as part of my resolution. Uh, so I did some research on this movie um, just to try to figure out what it was about, why it was so highly rated. Because um, it's a movie that up until getting Letterboxd, quite honestly, I'd never heard of. Um, so when, when you see that and then you see it at number one, Mm-hmm. Um, on this app, you're like, well, there's got to be something there. Uh, so this is a war movie, actually, but mm. it is a war movie through the eyes of a child soldier, essentially, and just the brutal depictions of war on the innocents. Um, I've heard that it's a very tough watch. Um, mm. So, uh, which will not, I don't think, will turn me off and won't turn you off either. No. Because we are in many ways gluttons for punishment when it comes to movies. Um, but it's it's one that I'm I'm excited about um, watching and yeah one that's not easy to find because um, no. it is not an American film um, so it, it foreign films are increasingly they're becoming easier to find but they're still not easy to find in America in a lot of ways I don't even know if this is for rent on a streaming service in America but yeah, I it's don't one even... that I want to find a way to watch so um, yeah I like that you put that on your list because it was it was close to making mine yeah. You may not even be able to rent it on Amazon. You may have to like buy. Yeah, I think you just have to straight out buy it. So, yeah, you have to buy it. You know, sometimes you sometimes you got to just do that. Sometimes you got to do it. Send it. So yeah. All right. What's number one on your list? Number one for me is a movie that um, you have seen. Um, It is the movie Singing in the Rain. (laughs) Ooh, come on. uh, I this actually comes from. The reason I want to watch this is because of a movie that David hated that I cannot stop thinking about and that keeps going up in my rankings. I don't know if you hated it. That may not be an accurate term. A movie you did not really enjoy. And that is Babylon. Damien Chazelle's epic about silent film transitioning to talkies, which was afterwards, after I find out, because I did not know much about Singing in the Rain, was pretty much inspired a lot by Singing in the Rain, which is about the same sort of thing. It is about Hollywood in 1927 transitioning from silent film Two talkies. Uh, Singing in the Rain is a movie that people show their kids, so it is not anything like Babylon in terms of <laughs> content, actually, mm-hmm. but in terms of the story that it's trying to tell. So if you know me, you know that I don't like musicals. Uh, I, I'm very open about that fact. And if you put singing in the title, and the most famous <laughs> scene that you have is a person singing and performing a musical number, I'm not going to watch your movie. Mm-hmm. I just I will just avoid it. However, I think Singing in the Rain one is is one of the highest rated movies ever, um, and is one of the most important movies historically ever. Um, is a reason I should watch it, regardless of how I feel about musicals. But two, I learned that this movie has a lot more depth to it than a musical, and is a movie about movies, which I've already talked about loving. Come um, on, so, so I have added it to this list. And as we're talking about David, I will be watching this movie tonight. Actually, I, I've decided that I will be watching it, Singing in the Rain it. tonight. So I'll be checking off one of my resolutions Let's this go. evening because this film is currently available on HBO Max. David, that you is, have seen this. What should I expect? Honestly, this is one I remember watching. My mom showed it in like elementary school in the choir class. And I remember a lot of pieces of it. But obviously, I did not have just the emotional maturity and, and understanding of movies and and its theme to understand in third and fourth grade what this movie was doing. So honestly, this is one that I want to rewatch too. Um, 
because I know my mom showed us and even watched it at home and stuff, but it's just been so long that, you know, time passes and you kind of forget about it. Um, mm-hmm. So I honestly can't help you. I know that it rains um, and in there's the movie, somebody that sings. And then there is some singing that involves while the rain is falling on them. Um, so, yeah, and that's just, you know, I think you're set up for success there. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, thanks for thanks for that <laughs> tip on the plot structure. I'm I'm really gonna look out for that. Um, of course, of course. That's our list, David. Before we get into the ones we want to pick for each other, uh, what just missed the cut for you? Give me give me three movies, two or three movies that you were gonna put on there that you just just barely didn't make it. Um, I mentioned a couple. Apocalypse Now. I almost put on. Um, uh, for some, whatever reason, I didn't. And then Stalker was actually another reason a movie I almost put on, which I think you already mentioned that, did it, didn't you, in this episode? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of those really highly rated movies um, that you hear people talking about that really talk about movies that it's just kind of hard to find. I think another, uh, for me, that I've been wanting to watch, I think Vertigo. You've talked about that a lot, and um, I've honestly heard a lot of, lot of references I really want to watch uh, Vertigo that you and another a movie critic actually that I follow have given it a perfect five out of five. Um, and so, yeah, this is one that I, I really want to watch. Um, it's not available, which stinks directed by Alfred Hitch- uh, Hitchcock. Um, but um, yeah, you, you are, you speak highly of this movie. You really like it. So I think that's my third one that I'll put this is Vertigo that I really, really want to see in, when it comes out on something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it, it is Seven Samurai, uh, Akira mm-hmm. Kurosawa's epic that I've actually started, but did not finish. Um, Shame uh, because I didn't, f- I wasn't focused. It is a three and a half hour movie, Oof. and it's a okay. movie that I need to focus on when I watch it. So I, I started that, didn't finish. Um, another one, um, Rear Window, which is another Hitchcock movie. Um, I've been told it's Hitchcock's best. Um, so I, mm-hmm. I, I want to see that Hitchcock. Movies are very interesting to me, especially now that we're having a lot of uh, thrillers um, emerge as some of my favorites. Uh, mm. Specifically, David Fincher takes a lot, a lot of stuff from Hitchcock. He's very inspired by him. And mm. Fincher is one of my favorite directors. So I would like to to kind of understand what motivates him. And yeah. then lastly, uh, I think uh, maybe a, a movie that is – not as not as well regarded historically um, as some of the others, but as as one that I I just haven't seen. And I want to see for cultural sake. Something about cats. Mary. No, oh. not cats. <laughs> there is something about Mary, which is a very famous one of the biggest comedies of the last twenty five years that I don't even expect to fully like, but I know is is culturally referenced and, and riffed on in a lot of other movies, and has prime Cameron Diaz in it. Um, so it's probably a movie I just need to see anyway. Uh, so, so that's one that's, it's a little off of kind of what we've been talking about. Mostly we've yeah. been talking about, you know, well-regarded, critically acclaimed, you know, historic movies. Yeah. That's not necessarily on that list, but that's one I want to, I want to see. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. All right. We want each other to watch some stuff too. Um, cause we like to talk about movies and it's way easier to talk about movies if the other person has seen the movie you're talking about. So, David, if you don't mind, I will give you the first movie I want you to add to your resolute your watch list and to watch this year. Okay. Uh, Little Women. 
I, mm. I know you can't find it to stream anywhere. 2019 Greta Gerwig, one of my five favorite movies ever. Um, rent it. I, I will Venmo you the f- whatever money. Rent this okay. movie and watch it. Okay. You just I really need want to. See to. It. Um, it's it is Greta at her best directing and writing. And it's a take on a classic story that is, I think, very poignant. And it has a wonderful performance from my favorite actress, Florence Pugh. Um, it's just got everything I'm looking for. It's a, yeah. in a lot of ways, a comfort film for me now. Um, so little women watch it. I want to, this is, I think this is not, I think this is a movie. As soon as I see it available on a streaming service, like it'll be number one in my like wait list of, okay, the next movie I'm watching, it's going to be this one. Um, mm-hmm. cause you and, and a lot of other people have really just spoken highly of it. So yeah, yeah. You don't even have to worry because it's definitely I'm waiting for it to come out. But again, I may just have to rent it. I may just have to send it. Yeah. Yep. All right. What do you got for me? What's the first one on my list? First one on your list uh, I have for you is Itonia. Um, it's one actually I just watched on Hulu this year. This is it's, the Margot Robbie, Tanya Harding movie, yes. correct? Yep. Directed by Craig Galepsi. Um, yeah. Margot Robbie, Sebastian Stan, uh, Allison Janney um, starring in this and I know you love a good Margot movie, and I think that's the reason why you liked <laughs> Bar- uh, Babylon so good. She's very, very, very good in this. Um, and uh, I was really, really impressed uh, with her performance. Um, and I, I remember seeing an interview or like, you know, Culture Crave has like random fun facts sometimes. And Margot Robbie said in an interview one time that like after watching the completed version of Itonia. She's like, I realized then that, that I, I was a good actor for the first time. You know, I'd had my doubts and I'd question myself. But she's like, after watching Itonia, I like realized like I'm a good actor. Like I'm good at this. Um, so I just thought that was really cool kind of nugget. Um, and I, she's really good in this. And, it, you know, cool little insight into what happened in one of the craziest Olympic stories like of all time. Um, so, yeah, Itonia is my first, you know, recommended movie to you. Yeah, you don't have to twist my arm. It's a Margot Robbie movie. I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, the only Margot Robbie movie I have no interest in watching is Amsterdam. Um, yeah, the other ones. And I, I watched it. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't have any desire to watch that. But I'll watch the other ones. Um, second for me is you've seen the first of this series. You, you need <laughs> to watch the second one, and you probably just need to rewatch the first one. Yeah. Watch Kill Bill Volume Two. What the frick are you doing? Um, Sorry. Why is it taking this long? Uh, do you need me to give you the Blu-ray next time I see you? Cause I will, I, I can just hand you the Blu-ray. I'm pretty sure this has been on HBO max for months. Um, like actually very sure. Cause I scrolled past it, uh, on the menu, like every time as HBO max is trying to recommend me, I think it is off of there now. So you missed your window cause yeah, it is you're, you're a turd, but, um, you need to see this. I don't, and you need to rewatch the first one too. Yeah, I, I, I will. So uh, maybe I, I have the Blu-ray with both of the discs in one. Maybe okay. next time I see you, uh, just remind me to bring that, and I will hand okay. it to you, and then Deal. you will give it back. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, or I could no a little no no a little a little blackmail goes a long way, my friend. <sighs> Do you want me to blackmail you? Wait. Let's have this conversation off the air. Let's just yeah, that's let's... true. Give me your second That's true. One. If I'm Give not on air next one. week, people, you know why. <laughs> yeah. Blame Nathan. 
Yeah, give um, me your second one. My second one is Isle of Dogs, uh, a Wes Anderson uh, movie. Again, weird, but really good. Um, right yeah. now, it's a top three Wes Anderson movie for me. Really? I haven't seen okay. I haven't seen them all, um, but I really really enjoyed this. Um, it was just it was very fun. Um, again, kind of what you talked about. It has those classic actors of a Wes Anderson movie: Edward Norton. Bill Murray, Jeff Goldblum, Brian Cranston does make an appearance. Breaking mm-hmm. Bad star, um, Greta Gerwig's in this. So, Francis McDormand, like it, it, it's a good movie. It's really fun, um, very unique animation, very unique story. Uh, and you know, I feel like if I'm not careful sometimes with Wes Anderson movies, like I can get distracted, you know, and I'm not paying attention. But with this, like it really didn't take a whole lot of effort. Like I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, and yeah, right now it's number three for me, um, behind Budapest and fantastic Mr. Fox. So yeah, mm-hmm. my, my recommendation, watch it. Uh, this is it. in my quest for Wes, this is the last movie that I need to see to have seen all of his directed feature like films. It's on Disney um, plus. So yeah, I will be, I will be turning it on soon. Um, I can guarantee you that I will watch that one. Um, come on, probably within the month I would imagine. But yeah. yeah, so it's just so funny and unique. Like it's just so weird, and I I really liked it. And I love the like stop motion stuff that he does. I I love the style of Fantastic Mr. Fox, and this one is in the same vein. Um, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, I, I'm excited about that. Uh, David, my final one is a movie you already know about. Um, and I've already told you to watch multiple times, even once on this podcast. You gotta Thanks. watch Suspiria. You have to watch I the know. new version of Suspiria 2018. Luca Guadagnino. Um, one of the four best horror movies I've seen in my life. Mm. Um, Unbelievable Dakota Johnson performance, body horror. It's, it's exactly the kind of horror that I think both of us like, where it's just like weird Mm. and kind of just trying to unfurl the story as you go along. Um, it relies on a little bit of shock factor, but mostly it's just really good performances from, from really good actors. Um, Tilda Swinton, Mia Goth is in this as well. Chloe Grace Moretz. Also, um, it's just it's just really good. It's a really good film. Uh, if you like this those is, films, um, so yeah. Hey, come on. This is one that we were going to watch kind of in October on our horror movie run, uh, but we watched Hell House, and Sophie legit said, "I'm not watching another horror movie for a while." <laughs> um, so we have <laughs> to put fair. that on pause. Um, but we we can watch it eventually. I think this is a, a, a thriller slash horror you can watch outside of you know Halloween season. Um, and I, will, I was actually going to tell you. you, it's great for probably one of the best rain movies I've ever watched. It's it's great for Ooh. a rainy day, like a, a, especially if you like got a cold, like rainy day, um, mm-hmm. sometime in winter, or early spring. This is okay. the perfect movie to watch. Okay, um, so yeah. so keep that in mind. Also, I'm just going to tell you right now, Sophie's not going to like this. Really? So just a heads up. You know, if Sophie didn't like Midsommar, Sophie's not going to like this. Oh, um, and that's just that's just something you're gonna have to deal with if you watch together. Uh, I'm just telling you. So, oof. Okay. I mean, we'll she might. It. She might surprise yeah, she might. me. But okay. I I genuinely don't think Sophie likes. She liked movie. White Noise, which I know it's a different movie, but it's really weird like that. She's like, I kind of liked that. That was fun. It's like, right, yeah, hey, I'm I'm shocked anybody that didn't read the book White Noise liked the movie White Noise because I don't understand how you guys figured out what was going on. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I think there's obviously some pieces I just still don't understand, but 
Yeah. I, I like uh, Adam Driver and, and I like, you know, so. Yeah. And, and so. Greta Gerwig did a good job. But okay. My number one for you uh, is one actually I was late to watch as well. But it's uh, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, starring Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet, Kirsten Dunst, Mark Ruffalo, Elijah Wood, um, directed by Michael Gondry. Um, really, really good. I um, I don't even know really how to explain this. Uh, my review was, this is absolutely a hidden gem. What a weird, intriguing, and well-done story with two incredible leading performances. Um, it's just kind of one of those, like, they drop you in the middle of these lives, right? They drop, they kind of just drop you in the life of um, these, these two people um, being Joel Barish and Clementine. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's not, I'll tell you now, it's really not that happy. Um, it's kind of slow. It's, it's kind of emotional, um, but man, it, it was really cool to see Jim Carrey in a in a pretty serious and, and emotional and a powerful role because we ha- we don't see that much. We really don't. He uh, right got you know does a does a comedy movie and does it well, and that's kind of what studios want him for for most of his career. You know, going forward, so it was cool to see this early in his career because um, he's really good at it. Um, so yeah, a, a must watch. I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah. Yeah, can I make a confession that you're going to be mad at me for? You have um, no interest in watching this? No, it's not that. Um, I do need to see this. I've known I've needed to see this for a while. This is such a film bro movie in that like every guy that also has The Dark Knight as his favorite movie thinks that Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is one of the top three and then also loves The Joker. Um, and that's kind of turned me off of it because I... I that's I, hmm. I the the people that I've seen whose opinions I don't normally agree with are like this movie's fantastic have said you know this movie is fantastic um hmm. so I, I I pushed it but then when I saw your rating of it um and then another person who I respect has a very that same very high rating um and just recently talked about it um I yeah I gotta I gotta watch this um it's turning me off a little uh, you know the hater in me. Sometimes I just don't want to. I you love, like, no, you love having no... a different opinion. Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no way it's that good. I'm not watching that crap. Um, and it might be. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I'll pull the well, trigger on this one. I'm glad I caught that. Like, I'm glad I was able to watch it before knowing that because I didn't know any of that when I went into it. I was like, oh yeah, I've been wanting to watch this, so I'll, I'll watch it. So I didn't know there was kind of a, you know, the monster. Yeah, there's a little it. bit of a film bro thing and. Uh, and some other stuff, which it's not again, film bros like that's not inherently terrible, but those are people whose opinions I I don't necessarily always agree with, and who even when I do agree with them on a movie, the way that they go about explaining that they like something is just stupid. Yeah, like yeah, I I like Taxi Driver, but not because I can relate to the main character. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I think that if you can relate to the main character of Taxi Driver, you should probably check into a mental mental institution because that's <laughs> uh-huh. a problem for everybody, yeah. um, including yourself. But yeah, I, I, I need to watch this one. David, give me one more or a couple more that, that you were going to put in this top three, but you didn't. Uh, one I almost put on was No Time to Die, the final installment of Daniel Craig's James Bond. Just a really good ending. Um, I got to see Spectre always, still. Yeah, it's always like fun. Like in this series with Daniel Craig, it's just always cool to see like really good action scenes and entertaining 
um, you know, set pieces and, and, and fun movement and camera movement. So th- for that reason, it's good. But I thought I, I think it's just a good uh, ending to it. Rami Malik does a really good job. Um, and so that's one I have. Uh, Warrior is one that I, I think, just didn't even know much about. But I, I stumbled upon it and watched it. And I really, really liked it. Um, stars Joe Edgerton, Tom Hardy, um, among others. And it was it was really good. It was really powerful for me. They're brothers in this. And it's just really cool to see their story and, 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 and journey and stuff. And I, I really, really like this one. So those are two probably that I'd suggest that you should watch. Uh, Warriors on HBO Max and uh, No Time to Die. I saw it's on Amazon, at, I think. I just yeah, need, I saw it's it one on point, Amazon. I see it every time I get on Amazon Prime, but I need to watch Spectre first. I can't. I know that it probably doesn't matter, and I'm sure I could watch them out of order and still get what's going on. But my brain will not allow me to do that. And Spectre well, if is I'm not mistaken, I thought Prime got every James damn Daniel Craig James Bond movie. When I looked last time, I looked, which was like a week and a half ago, Spectre was still not available for free on that service. No, it's not. Dang, that's tough. Yeah, it's I, uh, very frustrating. During COVID, my family actually watched all these back to back to back. And it's actually crazy how you – like the story goes – these movies connect pretty tightly. And I, you just don't even think about that in a James because Bond movie. Because you watch them with such a gap and it's a James yeah. Bond movie. And it was cool to see that. Um, but man, that's that's so weird that I think all the other ones are available but Spectre. It's just so weird. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, well, I, a couple almost made your list but didn't. Um. We talked about it quite a bit, but Network, um, mm-hmm. I would really like for you to see that is a movie that is in my top 50, Sydney Lumet. Um, it, it's just very good film. I've talked about it kind of ad nauseum almost on this podcast. Uh, another film, About Time, um, which is a sort of rom-com kind of um, starring Donald Gleason and Rachel McAdams about a guy whose family the men in his family have the ability to travel back um, in time, but only to events in their life um, and, and and see what's going on mm. um, through that angle and try to change things for the better. That's just a really beautiful film um, that I very much enjoy. And then I, uh, I, I kind of a, I don't know if this is, this is actually a movie that I really need you to see, but it, it's a movie that I think, you would very much and I would enjoy you watching just to see how dumb you think it is. And it is yeah. Demolition Man, which is a movie I just recently saw. Um, but it, it's very stupid in the way of like who allowed them to make this extremely dumb plot into a movie. And I just uh-huh. think you would think it was funny and I want to talk about it with you. So okay, it's on HBO Max. I just saw it. Sylvester Stallone, so it's probably just like a dumb action, but like sometimes yeah, like with that the was actually kind of extremely cool. almost incoherent plot um, and like weird future situation. It's it's funny. I, okay. I think you would like it. So no, definitely, I'll check that out. Actually, about time you mentioned that was when I almost put on of like one I've been wanting to see, one I've been wanting to watch. Um, so yeah, a lot of movies. What's cool about this is I'm sure people listening haven't seen some of these movies, so now they have some things to do in this new year um mm-hmm. look at us helping we're, we're we're men of the people nathan always have been hmm. always have been look at us who would have thought not us. me yeah well yeah I this did. feels good but hey this has been episode 65 65 of what do you want to watch uh our new year's resolutions right to watch movies that we haven't um 
And uh, yeah, I'm excited to knock this list off. Maybe at the end of the year, we can revisit uh, if we remember to see if yeah. we uh, were able to do this. But uh, yeah, Absolutely. Nathan and David talking it up about movies. We could talk about this all day long, um, but you've been listening For to sure. it and we've been talking about it. So we will talk to you all next week. Bye.